You're listening to The Producer Podcast, and I'm your host, Micah Versman. We're so excited to be back bringing you season two of the show. We have a lot of great producers lined up this season sharing about projects and different aspects of the producing realm. To kick off the season, we're excited to be joined by David Cook. David has worked on a number of films over the years, including Polycarp, Beyond the Mask, and Overcomer. Today, we're going to talk to him about one of the most important aspects of being a good producer, communication. So without further ado, let's get started. So I'm always curious to kind of hear how people not only got into filmmaking, but especially people that do stuff on the more producer side, like kind of what led to them working in those areas. Cause that doesn't seem to be the first thing people want to do when they decide they want to make movies. So maybe take a little bit to kind of talk about how you got started. Sure. So I got started late in life compared to people that got started before me. Uh, but, uh, I was uh, working in Spain with my parents as missionary and then, uh, just really had a passion for media, but didn't realize that was going to go into film until I guess several years later, but I enjoyed actually, uh, business and trying to figure out how things worked, how to, uh, make them self-sustaining, I guess was a big thing. And so I always felt like that was a passion God had placed in my heart along with missions and, uh, just ministry and then loved media. And I think once I kind of was able to connect the dots over the course of several years uh, and realize that all three of those could connect into one uh, element, uh, which is producing films, that was very exciting for me. Uh, but I actually went to a uh, workshop seminar with Advent Film Group and George Escobar uh, many years back, I believe 2009. And okay. that was kind of where they connected some of those pieces for me. They were talking about all the business side of making movies. I was like, oh, wait, this is a thing. And so that's kind of, I think, how I started to put those pieces together. I liked the project-based nature of films compared to radio or TV that are just like mm -hmm. a 24-7 drain on life. And so being able to pour into a film project 120% and give it all I had, but then be able to take a break and rest, hopefully before doing it again, was very attractive as well. So, you know, got into film that way, then kind of put the pieces together. And I learned very, very quickly uh, within a few weeks of my first internship with film that there was no way I could be master of everything. Yeah. And so I started to, I guess, hone in on areas that I felt I could do well. And also, I was looking at where I could meet a need. Because I think if we approach it saying, you know, where is there a need? How can I meet that need? That was something that was ingrained in me somewhat before even getting into film. And so, for me, it just worked out very well because there was a lot of need to do the kind of things I felt like I could do. And that way I wasn't trying to be the best cinematographer and the best electrician and the best sound guy and the best editor and the best everything. Uh, yes. just trying to specialize in one thing. So. Okay. With a lot of the projects I found, I think a big part of being a producer is also 
the communication aspect of communicating sure. with, uh, with the different members of the crew and that. So when you're first coming on to like a project, what are some of the questions that you're maybe asking the director so that you know you're understanding his vision uh, for the film when you're making these different uh, more business-related decisions? Absolutely. I love that question, and it's so true. One of the first aspects of communication is listening. And so the first thing I try to do is listen not only to what's being said, but how it's being communicated. Okay. So I'll give an example. I have a very good friend. I uh, was a director on a project, and he would use these phrases like, I want to shoot it classic Hollywood style. And so I would just ask a few, like, uh, clarifying questions. You know, what does classic Hollywood style mean? Does that mean it's, mm -hmm. like, no movement? Does that mean it's, you know, uh, what does that mean about the lighting? Or, what you know, what is that picture? Or can you show me examples of what you're thinking for that to get a visual just to help that communication process? Uh, because in many ways as a producer, not only do I need to communicate with the people I'm working with directly, but I want to make sure communication is flowing to everyone else on the bigger team. Yes. And so being able to understand different people's ways of communicating and then make sure that that communication is happening to everyone else and that there's not too many misunderstandings is very helpful. So I try to listen, understand how they communicate. That helps me communicate back to them in a way that's easier to understand as well. And I think that takes a little bit of humility, just okay. understanding that your way of communicating isn't necessarily the only way or the best way. It's also yeah. trying to adapt and learn how to communicate well to the people you're working with, uh, with the people you're working with. And then uh, when it comes to asking questions to kind of get to the second part of it, of what kinds of things I would be asking, really it's all about just trying to catch the vision right understand what the goal is we're all storytellers we're all creatives you know people say well i'm not really creative so i do producing i'm like i have to get very creative when doing producing uh, it's true <laughs> we're just solving different problems so uh different things arise so basically i try to find out what the biggest challenges are in the okay. mind of the people i'm working with so that I can start thinking about those and ways to solve them or at least be aware of them so that we can plan together and work on that. Uh, I try to understand the logistics of what we're trying to do and identify what my version of the biggest problems are because that's really, I think, in a lot of ways what we do is we solve problems and hopefully before they become a problem. So I'm just trying to look for all of those you know, difficult moments. And on the budget side, it's much the same thing. I'm looking, you know, what are the big items? What are the pieces that can move? What are the pieces that can't? And that's the other big thing that I'll do usually uh, twofold. One, I will ask questions that challenge assumptions. Okay. If those assumptions aren't necessarily helpful to the project. So somebody might say, yeah, we need to start, you know, July 15th mm -hmm. I'll say okay why <laughs> and I'll try to ask it a little bit you know in a more uh, diplomatic way or 
carefully, but what I'm trying to do is understand why decisions were reached because mm -hmm. that can help me be informed on some of the parameters, but also understand if there might be flexibility if once we get closer to that July 15th randomly picked date, uh, for some reason we need to be able to shift or adjust. And so that can happen with the start date, that can happen with a lot of different pieces, you know. Are we going union or not union? Are we, you know, filming on a particular weekend? Are we trying to, it's just anything that seems like it could potentially be an assumption. I just try to understand why that assumption is. Okay. Versus just automatically everything that I'm told saying, oh, okay. Because it's helpful for me as a producer helping the team to understand those variables and those parameters, even if they aren't changeable. And yeah. most often they are changeable. It's just understanding what the cost is or what the challenge is related to it. And the other big thing uh, I do is I try to be very familiar with the script, okay. understand its intricacies. And if there's any suggestions that need to be made, or if I don't feel like it's, you know, the best it can be, then I will also many times just ask a few questions about that. And then exploring the script, it also helps you get a better understanding because the director or the other producers will start talking about the story. And so that just helps you really understand where they're coming from on the story side. And it can also uh, potentially, you know, open up for improvements or if there's any uh, issues with the script, then, you know, definitely the sooner you can talk through those, the better. Uh, and if I take, think the script is too long, I'll definitely just ask about that as well because it's a, it's a budget thing, it's a time thing. So, mm -hmm. yeah, those are kind of the okay. questions that I think about. Uh, that's really good. I want to jump back uh, to, you mentioned, you know, sometimes you're working with people that communicate in a different way than you're used to. How do you then, like, figure out or get used to yourself communicating in a way that works for that person? When I'm trying to communicate with someone else that communicates differently than I do, I just try to be very conscious of it. Okay. So I try to listen to how they explain things because that helps me understand how their brain function is processing, how they're, you know, working through something. And so I try to explain it in a way that's going to be understood because communication is as much about understanding uh, how to phrase something so the other person hears what you're trying to say. Probably more than them understanding you. Okay. <laughs> so I think the burden of communication is always on the person that's trying to communicate. Mm-hmm to speak in a way that helps the other person understand. I, I, I try to understand what words they use, phrases, how they say things, and try to match that to the degree that it helps communicate what I'm trying to say. I'll avoid words that I think might be complicated or unhelpful. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty normal thing for people to communicate differently. I mean, it's so amazing. Naturally, we think everybody says everything the way we do. And then yes. we talk to somebody from another area of the country and we realize that's not the case. Uh, 
let alone in a different country. And you're kind of like, oh, it's a totally different ball game. So I think growing up in a different country has helped with that. Uh, having a lot of different exposures to different cultures and languages and stuff like that, I think also helps, but it's not required. I think the main thing is that humility to realize people communicate differently and that's okay. It's not a right or wrong way of communicating. It's just about sharing an idea and making sure it's understood. I like that. Then while you're in the, like the pre-production process, um, and like maybe I'm, I guess I'm thinking like a little bit later on once you have a little bit more of like the core team of crew and that mm-hmm. built out what type of like issues and questions should you be trying to ask and get addressed during pre-production instead of waiting until you get like on location to, to start asking everything you want to ask everything in pre-production so I think one of the challenges that a lot of low-budget projects face is not having as much pre-production time as might be advisable. Okay. And many times, there's no way around it, and yet probably the biggest money-saving element is making sure that your pre-production is done well. It's a pretty simple concept. You don't have all your rental equipment yet. You don't have all your location fees. You don't have all your actors there. You don't have all your crew there. So it stands to reason that it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you don't have any way around it, you're still trying to identify the most problematic elements that you need to talk through ahead of time so that it doesn't cost you time on the day. Yeah. And what I try to do as a producer as much as possible is facilitate and enable everyone else on the team to do their jobs rather than feeling like I am one more person with a job to do. So what I mean by that is I don't want to be asking a lot of questions for me at that point. I want to be asking clarifying questions based off of what I already know so that the director or the production designer or the DP will understand everything. So if I've had time to talk with the director ahead of time, which many times is the case, and then we're bringing the DP and the production designer in a little bit later, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be listening to that conversation. But if I identify situations where that communication process is still being learned amongst that group, I might ask a clarifying question of the director or the DP or the production designer to make sure that everyone else is understanding. Not because right. I need to have the answer. I like that. Definitely gonna try that in the future on, on some <laughs> of my shoots. Especially during pre-production with all of like the way technology is going. Nowadays there's so many different ways you could be communicating with your crew. So have you found whether it's certain apps or video uh, call programs that seem to work really well for you to communicate in pre-production? Sure. Uh, in recent years on production, I've been using a lot of the uh, Google spreadsheets Okay. for just logistical information that's being used between production coordinators and producers and all that kind of team locations, anybody else that's on that wave 
for communication with the team, uh, group texts are a great thing now. If it's like in the moment, quick back and forth kind of stuff. We've started using Zoom meetings more or you know whatever platform is appropriate for different aspects just because of the time we're in right now with trying to yeah. have less contact. But I think the important thing is that all these technology elements work much the same way as verbal communication. Different people have different things they're more comfortable with mm-hmm. and different ways of doing things. So I try to adapt a little bit within that as well. I'll find out what the core team feels most comfortable with and then start working that way. Uh, you know, is it text? Is it email threads? Is it uh, shared Dropbox, you know, folders? Which yes. I think most productions kind of have all of those to some degree or another. It's just what you lean on more heavily once you get going. I think there's a place for a lot of these different pieces. Uh, I think they make it very helpful to keep everybody on the same page because they have it's a great way to share the information Uh, yeah it's definitely changed Uh, I'd say a lot more happens on text the last shoot I was on I mean I'm confident I was well over a thousand texts at the end of the shoot they were all production related compared to you know five years ago where it was kind of like what are you doing texting you know so yeah yeah (laughs) So then once once you get through like the pre-production process and you're on set and things come up that need to be communicated, how do you decide like is this something that you can just put in like the special instructions on a call sheet for everybody to see as opposed to this is something that needs to be said, you know, word of mouth to like the crew? I think most things are going to have both. Redundancy is important okay. when you're trying to ensure communication. So you have that text or the call sheet for the people that get that, that missed the you know morning meeting when you kick off. You have that morning meeting for the people that don't read their call sheet or text. Uh, you've, it's just the redundancy. It's making sure that you're communicating well. I think uh, the AD department you know, has a strong uh, work there the better they're able to communicate changes, what's happening. And I think just having a good centralized system for how that information is going to go out ahead of time is helpful. So what's the production coordinator doing? What's the AD team doing? It's kind of how that divides up. And then from there, I think using any and all ways of communication that you have available as much as possible is the best way to go. Now, a lot of things, if it's a smaller group, Again, those text groups work really well because somebody's mm-hmm. in the moment, but they can go check that very quickly. It doesn't interrupt what they're doing. It's not as noisy. For important things, it should definitely go on the call sheet, but also be addressed uh, in some kind of live format when you're on set. Okay. And then when, when something does come up that you know needs to be addressed in more of that live format, how do you feel? decide like when the right time is so that like you don't slow down the entire production on set and like kind of break up the flow of the day it depends on what it is and who needs to know Mm -hmm. so i mean i think department heads are used to lunchtime not being a full downtime because you know always somebody's communicating a note and that's not a bad time to do it 
I don't know that there's any one specific right way. So I can speak of a couple examples. Um, if it's something that has to do with how things are going to happen on a future day, talking about it at the end of the day can be a good thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's any problems that need to be addressed, I usually try to address those at the end of the day, unless it needs more urgent attention. Just because that way the day's work is done. You're kind of looking forward, but you don't want to let something ride too long. You want to deal with it as soon as possible. So uh, if there's any conflict or any issue, I'll say, well, let's, you know, let's table it. Let's try to deal, you know, let's talk about it at the end of the day. Uh, if there's things that need to be addressed right away, then it's seeing if there's a time that somebody can step away from set because you never want to deal with anything problematic in front of everyone else, whether it's actors, crew, yes. it doesn't really matter. It's just a, a better... Uh, environment to keep that private so if it's something that's just a communication thing for the day then you know you just try to find the first window for that at that point you're looking for you know a new setup or a new scene change and just being able to address that and if you're just sending it out on text then it's a general rule we just send it out as soon as possible and then you just you know people are able to get to it when they can get to it i think it just depends a lot uh on the kind of information you're needing to communicate when the right mm -hmm. time is okay yeah and you mentioned there are like uh like disagreements and stuff on set so mm -hmm. obviously it, it's always preferred if that stuff doesn't happen but when you're working long hours and with people all the time it's bound to happen so how do you as a producer handle that in a way that's not gonna affect the entire set I think one of the important things when dealing with disagreements is to first understand that a lot of disagreements are just misunderstandings as much as they okay. are differences of opinion. And so I try to go into it uh, first off just wanting to understand where the other person's coming from. So that's what I'll try to I'll say, you know, this is kind of the situation you know, can you kind of let me know what's going on or what you're thinking or where we're coming from, stuff like that, to give the other person an opportunity to explain what they're working on, what they're doing. Because mm -hmm. as a general rule, I would say most people I work with, their goal is to help production be the best it can be and do their job the best they can. Uh, if there's issues that fall without of that scope, then we're talking about a different situation. Uh, <laughs> but just for most disagreements, uh, the set hierarchy or how production works uh, with your department heads with the people that work under that with the different department heads that influence others that's where a lot of disagreements get decided because ultimately I just say hey it's our responsibility within our department to share the information that we have so that the best decision can be made mm -hmm. but then if there's a disagreement lots of times I just have to remind people hey we don't have to agree with what's being done but, you know, maybe that's the director's call, or maybe that's the DP's call, or maybe that's the gaffer's call. And we just have to abide by that. You know, we bring on yeah. the best people we can. We trust them to do their work. And then if we don't agree with something, it's not always right to hash it out and have that discussion. You just, you know, if it's appropriate, you can share it to the person in your department that can do something about it. Uh, and then if it's, you know, department heads that have a difference, then at that point you just figure out who's you know, area of expertise that should fall under and you let them roll with it. And so 
ultimately that's going to escalate up to the director to make the call. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if there's a problem that the director needs the producer to step in and help with, then at that point you're kind of working, you know, in that manner as well. So I think that helps a lot of the just tension uh, struggles that there might be. It's just remembering, hey, whose job is it to do this? You know, if you're yeah. not the gaffer and you're trying to make a lighting change, chill. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it beyond that, uh, sometimes uh, things will arise. You'll get upset because you're trying too hard. That's another thing I've found that's common within especially smaller films where everybody's very passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. And usually their stress and their being upset and their tension and their frustration comes because they care too much because they're trying too hard. And it's a strange thing, right? To try to have a conversation yeah. with someone and say, don't care too much. Don't try too hard. Take a step back. But in a lot of ways, uh, I think that's a very healthy thing to do. And it's very helpful if you're feeling stressed on a production, you might just be trying too hard. And so just taking a little step back, relaxing a little bit, not rushing too much, just going at a good pace, working well, can really help things start to flow for an individual that might be super stressed. And constantly, I'll see that happening. It's somebody that's just trying so hard to do their job so well, and then something happens, and it they feel like it destabilizes their world. Because mm-hmm. if you imagine this example... Imagine that you're carrying eight pieces of luggage. Okay. And you propped the door open so that you could carry these eight pieces of luggage through. And then someone else, very well-intentioned, closed the door because they wanted to help the air conditioning stay in. And you get to that door again and the door's closed. Now you get upset. But if you were only carrying two pieces of luggage, you just set it down and open the door again and go in. It's no big deal. So... It's just knowing how to adjust and have the right pace so that as you go through every little piece, if it doesn't line up perfectly, it's not bothering you as much. And that's just, you know, lots of times we're trying to do a lot more than we would normally do. That's good. I've never really thought about the uh, trying too hard causing a lot of that stress and tension. Yeah. So that's, I mean, again... There may be other sets and other experiences, but most of the projects I work on, that's what's causing a lot of that stress and tension is people that have more than they can handle or people that are just trying too hard. And if they have more than they can handle, that's where it's kind of the producer's job to try to help uh, that not be the case. See if you can bring somebody else on to help that person. See if you can change something or have a conversation with the director in that department to make sure that you know, if there's anything that can be done to adjust that load, that, that happens. Okay. So then one final question I had on, uh, like communication, uh, are there common mistakes that you see a lot of beginning producers making? So I don't know that I have a lot of things that come to mind, uh, when it comes to beginning producers, but I will say Some of the things that I'll see producers do when they're starting out that aren't very healthy is that they'll try to mask their inexperience in unhealthy ways. So it may make them less humble and more authoritarian in trying to impose what they think is right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes they're less likely to listen to others. 
So I think one of the ways to avoid that is to just really understand that as a producer, as much as you may be a boss, you're really, your goal should be a facilitator to help everyone else do what they need to do, to figure out how you can help everyone else. And I think if you're taking that approach, you're gonna avoid a lot of the pitfalls that can happen when you're starting out and trying to have an image or uh, maintain order. And then you realize that really, you know, you don't have any real authority or any real control over a situation. Uh, yes, you may be helping pay the bills and the paychecks, but you know, really you don't want to have friction between the producer and the team. You want everybody to love the producer, not because they like all the decisions you make, but if they realize that your heart and your goal is to help them do what they need to do to the best of your ability, to make sure they have what they need, to facilitate things, then that's really gonna you know, set the right tone. The other thing is, as a producer, there's gonna be a lot of stressful moments every day, potentially, that will come up, but you don't want to pass that on to anyone else. And so it's figuring out a good system for you to take in that stress, but not flow it through to the next person you talk to. It doesn't matter whether it's a PA or the director, you know, uh, really the goal is to kind of insulate people from stress as much as possible. So if somebody brings something to me that could be stressful or somebody's upset and they're responding very badly, stuff like that, it's just trying to, in the producer's own mind, think about the big picture, take a step back, take a breath, and not flow through the stress to everyone else. Or if you're trying to solve a big problem that you know you know can mean the end of production, uh, mm. not showing that or wearing it on your sleeve, but actually trying to keep that, you know. A producer should also be a good actor in the best okay. of ways. Because they need to be able to not just, you know, react however they would want to. But they need to think about, you know, okay, even if I'm upset with this person, or even if this is an extremely stressful situation, or even if we're falling way behind and losing lots of money, that doesn't mean the best thing to do is go on set and start a brawl. What you want to do is say, okay, from where we are right now, what's the best thing that we can do to help everybody move forward? And so even if everything's going wrong, even if, you know, the submarine is sinking, you still stand at the helm and you say, okay, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I mean by acting. It's, it's not okay. trying to mislead people. It's just trying to be careful that we're not uh, causing problems by just yeah. not being able to mask a little bit of our emotions or feelings and, you know, just doing what's best for everyone else instead of just what we feel like doing. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of The Producer Podcast. Join us next time as we continue our conversation with David Cook and turn our attention from the aspect of communication to looking at managing a budget. Until then... Make sure to subscribe to the Producer Podcast, and thanks for listening.